You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, your weekly go-to podcast for all things NBA. Subscribe on iTunes or listen every week on thedimepodcast.com. And now, your host, Josh Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Dime. The Lakers can't lose. Are the Mavs for real? And my guest and I talk about what the Warriors should do with their lost season. Listen, if you want, you can follow The Dime on Twitter and Instagram at The Dime NBA. Give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment or review about the show. The Dime Hotline is now open. Leave a question or comment to be aired on the show, 805 826 3463. That's 805 826 3463. I am your host, Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Follow me, say what's up, ask a question, slide into the DMs and debate me. Anything. I'm down for it. Let's just keep it civil, people. All right, now it's time for me to introduce to you my guest. She's a writer for SB Nation's Golden State of Mind and the host of 3082, making her first appearance on the dime. Everybody, welcome to the show, Janelle Moore. Janelle, how's it going? Nothing much. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself. What is this host, uh, 3082? What is this show? What, what is it about? Yeah, 3082 is a new podcast, and um, I came up with the name... You know, it was 30 teams in the league and 82 games in the season. It just stuck. Ah, I like it. I like it. All right, cool. How'd you get involved with writing for SB Nation? Well, I've been involved uh, with Golden State of Mind for about three years now. I just noticed that they needed some some writers about three years ago, and I shot my shot, and I made it. And uh, three years later, I'm a writer for them, and my work has won Best of SB Nation NBA 10 times. Look at you. See, shoot your shot, people. Look what happens. Good thing happens, right? Good things happen when you shoot your shot. All about taking risks. And, you know, I've, I love sports journalism, and I, I used to play basketball, and it's just an opportunity to merge two of my passions, which is writing and hoops. And, you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I, I want to expand, but, you know, it's a good start. All right, cool. Where can everybody follow you on Twitter if they want to follow you, debate you, talk to you, anything like that? Yeah, they can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Janelle12. That is J-A-N-N-E-L-L-E-12. All right, so let's get straight into the show. Uh, it's been a while since I've had an episode, about two weeks, and you know enough of the regular season has passed. The standings are starting to take form. Some teams have overachieved, and if these teams have staying power, Janelle, are you ready to play for real or for Gazy? I'm going to list a team, and we're going to figure out whether they are for real or if they are Fugazi. Do you know what Fugazi is? Fake, fraudulent. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go. All right, here you go. So at first, we, we got to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. 22-3. and three. They were a team that I expected to make the playoffs. I think everybody expected them to make the playoffs. Everyone thought they'd be better now that they acquired Anthony Davis. But to be honest with you, I don't know what ship you were on, but I was on the ship of, like, I think they're good. I don't know if they're better than the Clippers. I don't know if they can win the West. They're 22-3. and three. Is this team a championship team, or are they, you know, Fugazi, and this is just a hot start due to an early, easy schedule? There's no such thing as an easy schedule, per se, because every team plays each other. You know, the Lakers are for real. In my book, yeah, they are a solid, solid championship contending team, regardless of, you know, schedule. So you think you think that they're going to sustain this? I mean, 22-3, and three, that's after 25 games, that's... 
that's remarkable. You you add another 25 games, that's on pace to be 44 and 6. Do you think they're that good, or do you think they might slow down a little bit? They will slow down a little bit, but I expect them to be consistent. They, they are a championship contender team. Them as well as the Clippers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this pace that they're on, as far as <laughs> sustainable. But this is a solid starting, and you can't just dismiss that. So where do you rank them right now? Obviously, they're first in the Western Conference, but you have teams like the Clippers. Um, I mean, the Nuggets aren't looking as good as a lot of people thought they'd be. I was high on the Utah Jazz coming in, but they're severely, uh, they're disappointing me so much right now. Uh, the Rockets, do you think they're the best in the West right now, or do you think this is just kind of the way this regular season has gone, but at the end of the year, the Lakers are going to come back down to earth a little bit? I think they'll come back down to earth a little bit, and I would say that the Clippers will be right up there with them. When that time comes, it'll be it'll be tough. All right, so we're going with for real right now for the Lakers, right? I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. I, I think they're for real as well. Um, I, I think I severely underrated them. I thought Anthony Davis, you know, obviously he's one of the best big men in the league. But, you know, you surround him with people like Danny Green, who's good, but he's a little bit older. Rajon Rondo, he's okay, but he's going to take the ball out of LeBron's hands. Kyle Kuzma, you know, as your third player, I didn't think he'd step up or be that great. And to be honest, he hasn't had the season I thought he should have uh, for the Lakers. But they're finding different ways to do it. They're playing very good defense, and the chemistry seems to be there. You know, Dwight Howard has looked good for the Lakers. Every offseason acquisition that Rob Blink has brought in has worked out i mean avery bradley's returning from injury let's see how he how he does but i'm really impressed i i gotta say that i i was a doubter going into the regular season but they they've kind of flipped me <laughs> they flipped me i wasn't really a doubter palinka has done a good job with building around lebron and ad with the acquisitions you know they kind of they kind of skimped out like bigger name acquisitions as they were waiting on Kawhi leonard but they they eventually got it together I mean, Avery Bradley's a solid pickup, especially defensively. Green was as well, coming from Toronto. And Rondo still has has a little bit gas left in the tank, especially when it comes to his playmaking and, you know, his defense comes and goes. And don't forget about ja JaVale McGee either. That's true, JaVale, good point. He has really came a long way. Yeah, he has, he has, and they, and they seem to fit very well. You know, I, I wasn't expecting that, but I gotta give props where props is due. So shout out to Rob Palenka. Shout out to Los Angeles Lakers, 22 and three. That's, that's, that's amazing. Let's move on to the next team, the Miami Heat. Janelle, for real, or Fugazi? For real, for real. Ooh, I like it. For real, I mean, Coach Bo has really coached these guys. I mean, Jimmy Butler is, is a dog, you know? I like Kendrick Nunn. I mean, that was a really solid pickup for them as well. These guys have really bought in, especially except for Deion Waiters. He keeps on acting a fool and running them up. <laughs> they don't need him though. They don't need him. They don't. They don't need him now, and he's gonna find out how expendable he really <laughs> is. Didn't he just end it um, for six games? I just saw him. Yeah, I, he's irrelevant now. He's so irrelevant. Right, and he has no one else to blame but himself. They're for real. That, that's a solid ball club right there, even though it is the East, but they, they are solid. Yeah, I mean, they gel very, very well together. I mean, you have Duncan Robinson hitting threes, Tyler Hero off the bench, Kendrick Nunn, like you just mentioned. I mean, he's up for Rookie of the Year along with Tyler Hero. I think they're both top five rookies so far this year. Um, Bam has been amazing this year. He's taken a step forward. Mike and they also got rid of that dead weight. Um, white side yes that's huge 
chip them off the Portland, and, and it's a shame because I like Portland. Portland don't bother anybody, you know. What right. I'm saying? I, I wouldn't wish that on on them. You know what I mean? But I yeah, they, they, got, they got rid they got rid of um, Whiteside. Portland isn't better for it, unfortunately. And you know, it's interesting because I, I believe that chemistry is a big part of, you know, whether a team is successful or not. And maybe someone like Whiteside, who just brings bad energy into the locker room, just negative energy into the locker room, getting rid of that could just open up all of this positive energy and all these good vibes around Miami. You bring in Jimmy Butler, who is one of the top, I guess, 15, 20 players, depending on who you talk to in the league. He adds a winning attitude to the team. You have young players who want it. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned Whiteside because I didn't even think of that. That's a really good point. You know, you get rid of him and look what happens. Chemistry is very underrated in this game. You oh, know, you can goodness. have all the talent in the world, but it doesn't matter. Not worth 15 cents if you don't have chemistry in guys who are locked in with the same goal and who has bought into the system. You got to have that. That's the foundation of, of a successful team, period. I, I don't agree. care who it is. I agree, and that's why I like this Heat team because they all know their roles. They have their shooters. They have their star in Butler. They have their big guy in Bam, who's also bringing more to his game. He's more perimeter-oriented. He's a good passer. He's a good defender now. Um, Myers Leonard is playing that big man role. He could, you know, use a little work defensively, but they all have their specific roles, and they all play them well. And I think Coach Spolstra has a lot to do with that. I think he's up for some serious consideration for Coach of the Year this year. And we haven't really talked about that discussion yet, who should be Coach of the Year. But he's definitely, he's going to be there. His his name's going to be there, as he should be. You're right. So I'm agreeing with you. I think the Heat are for real. I like them a lot. Uh, this is another team going into the season that I wasn't too high on. I thought they'd make the playoffs, but I didn't think they'd be this good. And I am, early on, I'm sold. I'm convinced. I know it's only 24, 25 games in, but I'm convinced that the Heat are good. I think they're for real. Yes, I, I do too. As far as the Mavericks go, I don't know. I don't want to say that they're fraudulent, and because that is just really reckless. Because you know they, they have, of course, Luca and all, but outside of that, that you know, I think they're about like maybe a couple of pieces away as far as being a legit contender. I'm not saying that they won't make the playoffs this year, but you know they they're. I wouldn't say that they're for gazy though. It's tough to tell what they are right now. I think I, I think that's what it is. Too tough to to tell because they they've they've actually beat the Lakers and you know ran off some impressive wins and Luca has been playing out of his mind. But outside of Luca, you know what else do they really have? What else could Carlisle you know put around him consistently? That's the thing. I'm looking for consistency. And remember that the West ain't as strong as they used to be in recent years, so it's tough to call for Dallas. Yeah, I, I'm leaning more towards Fugazi. I love Luca. Luca's an MVP candidate, obviously. I'm a big fan of KP. Uh, I don't know if you know Janelle, but I'm a huge Knicks fan. Uh, and I was sad to see KP go. He's not having the season I thought he'd have, but his presence on the floor, I mean, just spacing and having to pay attention to someone like he, KP. It helps out the shooters like Tim Hardaway. He's he's open for three because KP exists on the floor with Luca. Um, you know, it, it makes things easier on offense by just having KP there. But I'm with you. Outside of KP, I mean, who does he really have? Who does Luka really have to work with? Jalen Brunson, Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway? I mean, come on, this is... Well, speaking of yeah. Seth, I, I was hoping that he would compete for a, star, uh, a starting role 
for Dallas. This is his second go around in Dallas, and it's four years and about 32 million. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that he might get to compete for maybe a shooting, starting shooting guard. I would love to see that from Seth, but unfortunately, I don't think his talent's that high. I, I think he's more someone you bring off the bench for 15, 20 minutes and hope he's hot. You know, he's not really good defensively. He tries. He's small. And outside of shooting the three ball, he really doesn't do much. And I think that's the problem I have with Dallas. They really don't have anybody outside of KP and Luka who you can depend on every day, night in and night out. You know what I mean? Or really Luka. Or really just Luka because KP has um, getting over injury. It, that's not the same uh, KP that you've seen in New York. No, you're right. He, he... So, you know. You're right. You're right. But I, I do think KP makes them better, just just his presence being there. But I, I'm leaning for Gazy. What are you leaning? Are they for real for Gazy? You got to choose one. I would say I agree with you. All right, we're, we're agreeing on everything here. I like this. I like this. Last team, the Boston Celtics. Right now, uh, they're in a tight one against Philadelphia, which is probably one of the games I was looking forward to all week. Actually, the game just ended. They lost. They just lost to the Sixers, one fifteen to one oh nine. So now they are seventeen and seven, but. Coming out strong with Kemba Walker. They, they were really hot earlier. They're coming back down to earth a little bit lately. What do you think, for real or for Gazy, the Boston Celtics? We talked about chemistry earlier, and that's everything. They, they seem to be happy with Kemba, and that'll be a nice debate going down the line. Kemba or Kyrie, you know, who, who made the Celtics better. But right now, I would say, you know, they're... They're solid enough to be for real. You know, to compete with the Phillies and the, the Milwaukee's and all. I'm leaning towards for real. You know, we're four for four. I think they're for real too. I mean, you you said it. Chemistry is is underrated. Chemistry is still undervalued by the public. Kemba is still undervalued by the public. Oh yeah. I don't think people I don't think people realize how good he is. You know, <laughs> I mean he comes over to the Celtics and no one like and, really and seems to care. Because, and that's because um He's been in Charlotte. And the thing about Kemba is that he wanted to stay in Charlotte, but he was undervalued, especially when his contract, you know, came up. And if it was like that, they should have right. traded him. Charlotte should have traded him during the trade deadline last year. But, you know, Hornets were Hornets. <laughs> yes, they were. And you know, you were in North Carolina, so you know it all too well. Yes, it's a great timeout for them. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not half bad this year, but they could have done better. You know, but I'll check out a game live uh, this year. Last year, I went to, no. to see them, and they played the Clippers, where they blew that 20-point lead. I remember Tobias Harris uh, hitting the game winner, and then after the game, he was traded to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now Tobias Harris is on a contender, and back to Boston. I think they're a contender. I think they can win the East, but I also think there are about four teams that can win the East which is why I'm so excited for the playoffs to start. Obviously, we're a long way away. And I think the Celtics are one of them, you know? I, I think that, you know, with Kyrie leaving, it, it frees up a lot of other players. Jalen Brown's having a better year, and roles are more defined. It's, it's similar to what I said about the Heat. You have defined roles. People know what they're doing. So Gordon Hayward is a little more free to be on the ball. Jalen Brown has a little more room to work. You have Kemba Walker who comes in and fits in right away. I just think it was more addition by subtraction. Not that I think Kyrie's bad. I don't think Kyrie's necessarily toxic. He just didn't fit in. It goes back to the chemistry argument that you and I have been preaching all episode. Well, no, the, I, the Nets are playing better without Kyrie. I, yeah, that's another. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That is a fact. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm not about to sit up here and bash Kyrie. I mean, you know, he he means well. You, you know he what does. I'm saying? Um, 
I think a, a lot of his issue, I mean, he, he means well. He, he has his ideas on how the game is supposed to be played, and I think it's more of the love of the game for him. And I, I think he's kind of falling, I mean, with the bells and whistles of the game, it's taking a hit on his love of the game, and it's just manifesting itself in a different ways. Right. I get it. I understand exactly what you mean. So right now we both have the Celtics for real, right? Right. Look at that. We agreed on everything. Lakers for real. Heat for real. Maz Fugazi and the Celtics for real. There you have it. For real or Fugazi. When we come back, it's going to be all Golden State Warriors. Janelle's a writer for the Warriors. Um, going to have an NBA Twitter segment based around the Warriors. And then I'll get Janelle's thoughts on what she thinks the Warriors should do from this point forward. Stay tuned. It's the dime. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Dime. Like I said before, you can follow The Dime on Twitter and Instagram at The Dime NBA. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. You can follow The Dime, like I just said, at The Dime NBA. 805-826-3463 is The Dime hotline if you want to call and leave a message. I'm here with Janelle Moore. Janelle, where can everybody follow you? Y'all, they can follow me on Twitter at Janelle12. I'm on Instagram as well, and that is a writer diva. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I, I used to write books, and one of my readers, you know, coined that nickname for me, and it just stuck. And I said, well, well, hell, I'll just put that on my Instagram and call it a book. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Janelle is a writer for SB Nation's Golden State of Mind. You're, are you a Warriors fan? How did, how did you get into Golden State? I got into Golden State right around when Mark Jackson was coaching. You know, I like see, you know, seeing that. Oh, pre-dynasty, before the dynasty. Yeah, seeing that team develop and he being a first-year right. first coach and him right. instilling defense and 
I've always been into Steph, you know, North Carolina, you know, Davidson, and just just seeing the development and how he developed Steph and Clay and all of those pieces around him. It's a shame that he acted a fool and got kicked off, kicked out of uh, Oakland. <laughs> right. It is what it is. And, um, you know, I, I, w- I became a fan. All right, cool. That's I'm, and, and I'm, I'm still riding with him. I ain't no, I ain't no bandwagoner. And that's, and that's, that's what I'm talking it's about. It's not bandwagon, it's bandwagoner. Right. <laughs> it's an adjective, people. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's get into my NBA Twitter segment. It's when I take a look at what's going down on NBA Twitter, hot takes, some I agree with. Some that are debatable, but definitely all worthy of discussion. Let's do it. Did you just? I can't believe. Yes. Yes, you really tweeted that out. NBA Twitter, you are undefeated. First tweet comes from little Ernie at sports talk underscore graph, G-R-A-F. He says nine points per game, 6.9 rebounds per game, 4.9 assists per game. Those are the career averages for Draymond Green. This man is by far the most overrated NBA player of all time. If he was drafted by any other NBA team, he'd be playing in China right now. Janelle, what do you have to say to that? Draymond Green is whatever fans say he is at the moment. And most of their opinions are really consistent. Draymond is overrated until it's time to defend some of their favorites or bash his steps. Mm. First of all, speak on it. The value of Draymond has never been or nor, nor will ever be seen on a stat sheet. His thing has never been scoring. Draymond had to carve a niche for himself because Steph and Clay have been always the primary scorers before KD came in Golden State. He is an extra playmaker on the floor, and it really works well with Steph and Clay and KD is on the court. The floor is spread out. You got all this nice spacing, but right now, since it is, he's working with Pascal and Willie Collie Stein. Uh, I like to call him Willie Trashy Stein. <laughs> he hasn't really been worth a damn with them. Oh. But that's that's an, another show. It is another the show. Spacing is poor, and it's even more compromised when the uh, opposing defenses sag off of Dre. That's what I like to call the forget about Dre defense. Mm. They, they sag off of him and let him shoot all kind of uncontested threes because they know good and well he can't make them. And that's what frustrates me about Dre. He don't drive. He hasn't really um, developed a consistent 15 or 20 footer. You don't have to shoot threes. Not everybody's going to shoot threes, even though that's the wave now. But, you know, mid-range still matters. And he's not taking advantage of what he can do offensively. I don't really see him driving much. You know, he, he has to find a way to make opposing defenses pay and keeping them honest consistently. Otherwise, it's a big problem. And right now, he's not really what he used to be as far as, you know, his playmaking and his defensive abilities. And a lot of that is the fact that he's played center at 6'6" an undersized center for about five years, you know, with that whole run and, and it's taking a toll on his body and his game because right. he plays so hard. So Draymond isn't overrated. 
he isn't underrated. He's rated just fine. And, you know, a lot of fans, uh, like I said, he is who fans say he is at their convenience. I like that. I like that. That's a good take. That was a really good take. I think Draymond, you know, he's very hard to, to put into a box, right? I think a lot of people like to put our plays into a box like this person's a shooter or this person can do this, X, Y, Z. Draymond brings a lot of different things to the table, right? Draymond is a phenomenal defender, one of the best defenders in the league. Um, he's a playmaker. He's smart. He's savvy. I mean, he does a lot of things that don't show up on the box score. And I think a lot of casual NBA watchers or NBA fans take him for granted because they don't realize the amount of value he brings to a team. Is he a Hall of Famer? And also, no. And yeah. also, they also have to remember not only with just Draymond, but any four that cannot score consistently, plus a center out on the floor will have trash spacing. That's right. that's one of the problems with the Warriors. Right. It's not just Draymond. It's not just Draymond. Right. All right. Let's move on to the next tweet. Tweet number two is from David Savage at David underscore T underscore Savage. He says, Eric Paschel for Rookie of the Year. What do you say to that? Well, um, Paschel for Rookie of the Year, that's that's like a running joke among Warriors fans. I mean, he's doing, he is solid. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, I, I guess it's, you know, everybody knows that John Moran is the front runner for Rookie of the Year, but true. this, this is one of the bright stories for the Warriors in this lost season. Pascal was a steal in um, the second round at pick number 41. And you want to know why he dropped so long? It's because scouts saying, well, he's too old. Hmm. And and that's just really unfortunate because at Villanova and even with Amari Spellman, they really prepare these guys for the NBA. They, you know, they are really, they come in nearly NBA ready. Right. And, Pascal do have a lot to learn as far as um, you know, not fa- you know, not fouling so often. You know, and, and he's learning to to pass more. And you know, as as the season progresses, I'm excited. And I'm pretty sure I can speak for most Warrior fans that you know he's pretty interesting to watch and just to see how he develops in this uh, first year and um, just think about what role he would have uh, next year. Because when you think about it, for, for most of these guys on the Warriors now, they're just auditioning for next season. They are auditioning for next season. That brings me to the last tweet, and we'll go with the Warriors discussion from this point out. But the last tweet is from Christian Ucart, and he says, keep tanking, get the high pick, and draft another beast. Next year when Curry and Clay are healthy, it's right back to dominance. So are you A, a favor in favor of tanking and B if so who do you want and what do you think the Warriors plan should be going forward am I in favor of tanking yes hell no oh I like it play to win the game yeah you play you play to win the game I mean look th- there's gonna be a lot of L's this season let, you know let's not get it confused or twisted it's gonna be a lot of L's. Right. but if you have a chance to win games damn it you win them Win what you can while you can. And let the let the lottery take care of itself. Because right now, you know, even though the Warriors are the worst team in the league record-wise, it still doesn't really guarantee them the first pick anyway. That is true. That is true. As a Knicks fan, I can speak to that. <laughs> we tanked all year so, for Zion. So, so, so who are you really tanking for? Right. Well, you're tanking to be in vain if you don't get the, the first two or three picks. 
that could happen. There's no can't-miss prospect either. I mean, there's no Zion Williamson in this year's draft. I think it's going to be a good draft, but you can get a solid player at four, five, or six. Right. But, and and really, it's all about the best, best player available or need. And, you know, some people may think that the guards are the best players available. You know, the, the Cole Anthony's, the, the Lamelo Balls, but the Warriors need a wing. Mm -hmm. It's either going to be Wiseman or Edwards from Georgia, but they need a wing. Why would you draft a guard when you already have two guards in the heat of their prime? That don't make no sense. Yeah, th th I get what you're saying. And so you're saying, hey, listen, let's try to win as much as we can. Let's not fall into any bad habits. And if we get five or six, that's fine because the players we want are going to be there anyway. Right, or, or even need. But I, I get the logic here, and... You know, when you think about what happened with the Spurs when they drafted Tim Duncan, that's it parallels that. I mean, I get all of that. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of losses this season. But if you have an opportunity to win them, win them. There's been nine games already this season. Nine out of the 20-some-odd the games that they lost that they could have won. They could have beat Boston. They could have beat the Knicks last night. You, you know what I mean? Could have beat I got you. Could have beat Charlotte twice, Minnesota. You know, win what you can while you can. And let June take care of itself. So then my question to you is that, you know, Steph is not necessarily, I mean, he's probably going to be out for the year. Same with Clay going to be out for the year. But let's be honest, they're going to be healthy enough to play at some point this year. They're, the Warriors are just going to keep him out. Would you be in favor of maybe giving Clay some reps? step some reps at the end of the year so that they can get back into rhythm or, or win some games just to give some Warrior fans hope? Or do you just want to keep Steph and Clay out on the sideline for the rest of the year? At first, I thought, well, it doesn't make sense for either one of them to come back. But now, the, the more I think about it, the more I'm in favor of them coming back. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to start with Steph first. See, Steph went out on a bad note. You know, um, in the four games that he played, you know, he was trying to knock the the dust off and trying to get himself in the rhythm. And that injury took away the chance for him to get into rhythm. Right. You know, remember, James Harden struggled in the beginning of the year, and he eventually got his rhythm. Yeah. And that could have been the same for Stefan. But, you know, I – and um, these uh, – the final 20 games or whatever, it, it, even if he gets cleared after February, that'd be good for him to get in the rhythm, leave the season on a good note and set the tone for next year, and also the prep for the Olympics. I see what you're saying. And you, and you think that would be kind of like his preseason? Yeah, that'd be pretty much his preseason. Okay. And what about Clay? Clay is the same way. Right. You know, he's been out a little bit longer, but he's he's out there getting reps. He's out there shooting right now. So he's itching to come back. He's a competitor, and just like Steph, a, a, a few games wouldn't hurt him. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, you know, I don't know, I'll, and I'll ask you this after I say this, but, you know, you just have a free agent acquisition in D'Angelo Russell. You kind of have to get chemistry with him if he's in your long-term plans. Now, assuming that D'Angelo Russell is in the long-term plans of the Warriors, don't you think they would need to get some type of chemistry going with D'Angelo? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, because from what I heard, Myers isn't really 
thinking about trading him anyway. Mm-hmm. So you have a three-guard lineup. I would like to see how that goes. I would like to see how could play move from the two to the three. Mm-hmm. That's about the only way it'll work if you keep D'Angelo as a starter. But see, what would really make sense for the Warriors is to have D'Angelo in kind of like a Lou Williams six-man role. But at the same time, how are you going to do a max player like that? <laughs> True. So it's going to be interesting just to see if it fits because a lot of people are think, talk about trading Dingo, trading Dingo. But Dingo did, haven't had the chance to see if he would gel with Steph and play. So that was going to be my next question for you, actually, is do you want to trade D'Lo? Like, what camp do you fall in? Do you think that they should trade D'Angelo for, you know, pieces that fit better, maybe? Or do you want to see how this work, works out? And do you think it can work out? I'm torn, to be honest with okay. you. I can see the logic in trading D'Lo. But as far as getting somebody that's, you know, that's worth the trade, I, I can see that. But on the other hand, I would like to see how a three guard lineup works. So I, it sounds like to me, like when Clay and Steph are back healthy, you want to see how it goes. Maybe by next year's trade deadline, give it a half of a season, see what how the chemistry is. Does does he fit with Draymond, Steph, and Clay? And if he doesn't, then you get rid of him. But you know, if things are clicking, if things are going, then why not keep him? That's right. That's right. I, I'm I'm on the fence right there. Okay. You know, because Dingo, Dingo has a lot to learn. He's just 23 years old, and he seems to want to stay in Golden State. He's, he wants to be there. And, again, he hasn't played with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And, you know, just see how it works. Okay. I, I, I like that. I, I think that's cool. I mean, you, you did sign him to, like, a huge deal. You might as well see how it works. You might as well give him an opportunity. He was an all-star last year. He can put up 30 at any given time, so it's another threat that the Warriors do have. You might as well see how it works going forward. Um, I have another question for you, though. You know, this is the first time I think Steve Kerr has been challenged in the regular season, sort of say. I mean, obviously, in the playoffs, he's been challenged and he's risen to the occasion. But, you know, this is the first time that I, I think the Warriors really have had any type of turbulence during the regular season or type of challenges. What's your assessment on Steve Kerr and the job he's doing? Obviously, the record's not there, but do you like his strategy? Do you like his game plan? Or do you think that maybe he's been overrated a little bit because of his roster and the championships that they've won? I'm a I'm a harsh critic of Kerr sometimes. But when I um when I step back and take a look at the situation, you gotta remember, you know, this is the only coaching job he has had, and he has fallen into the ideal situation. With Steph and Clay and Draymond and KD covered up his flaws. The same flaws he had during the championship run is the same flaws he got now. What are those flaws? Those flaws are strategy-wise, he he cannot build around his personnel. He cannot adapt his coaching style to the people he have on the floor. Because remember, at the beginning of the year, he was trying to make these newbies run that motion BS (laughs) and it just wasn't working because Steph wasn't on the floor to create that gravity. Clay wasn't on the floor, you know, and it took him a while to adjust the playbook and simplify it. He needs to really diversify his uh, play calling and that's, that's fair. 
and it doesn't matter who he has on the floor. He just really has to adapt his coaching style to what he has on the floor. It's all about adaptation. Even Popovich is having trouble ad- adapting. Kerr's biggest problem is that he's stubborn as hell. Right. That's his I get that. problem. And Popovich is too, to be honest. A lot of, a lot. I mean, did Tony stubborn? A lot of, uh, yeah. A lot of these coaches are stubborn. A lot of them have like a my way or the highway type thing, and don't really, you know, they have a philosophy and they want to roll with it. I, I do hear what you're saying though. It's like, how can you run that type of offense that in that involves having players like Curry who give off so much gravity when the gravity is not there? You got to switch up the game plan a little bit. So you're saying he hasn't adjusted to the losses of Clay and Steph, and he's just trying to run the same thing, and it's just not working. Right. Right, and even and even when Steph and Clay comes back along with Dino, what is he gonna do? You know, right? And and what I found out this when he was coaching Team USA over the summer, and the Warriors first acquired Dino, he didn't really talk to Dino, and you know had some opportunity to in Los Angeles and didn't take advantage of it. You know, if it were me, and I have a new player like that. I'll try to make time to talk to him and try to, you know, get get some pop and get some chemistry going, you know, give him my expectations, hear what he has to say, you know, in Dingo, but he didn't take that opportunity. That could that could have helped him. Yeah, it could have. I mean, you could have bonded with your coach. You could have had a nice rapport going in. I, I get exactly what you're saying. So that's interesting. So. Overall, do you like Steve as a coach? I'm, I'm having a hard time gauging on what you think of him and if you want to match a coach or, or, or how you feel about him as a whole. He means well. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like an annoying friend you bring to the bar and he just keeps annoying you. He keeps annoying all your friends. You're like, I like him. I like Steve. He means well. He means well. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been saying that for a while. This time, but bless it. Bless it. I mean, he... I don't really love the guy. I just wish that, you know, he would, you know, diversify his play calling and and just right. really, really build around what he has on the floor instead of what could be out on the floor. You know what I mean? I mean, I know exactly what you mean. I there's get it. worse coaches out there. And and one of those coaches is that fool in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, his his team's damn near revolting against him right now. Right. Um, but you know, Coach Kerr, if he would just open his mind as far as strategy goes, you know, he, he'd be fine with me. I I don't really love the guy like you know some people. Do. I'm harsh on him. Yes, yes, I'm harsh on him because I know he could um use these these guys better. Even when he had KD, he, he wouldn't run a pick and roll with Stephen KD to save his life. Even, even Mike Brown had sense enough to run a, a KD and Steph pick and roll in one of those finals when when Kerr was out. I mean, you know, stuff like that. But, but the thing about Kerr, one thing that I've noticed, and I think which is um, a testament to his philosophy is that you know, he, he was a role player, and that's who he identifies with. And he, he tries to empower these guys. And that's all well and good, but sometimes you have to put your strength in the stars, man. I feel you. That makes sense. That makes sense. I never looked at it that way. So, strength in the 
stars, man. The the strength that numbers died after um after getting KD right. because they unloaded a lot of those role players to get KD, and that's what a lot of fans don't understand. Strength and superstars. That, it wasn't numbers no more. Yeah. It was just strength in your stars. When KD came, it was strength and stars. Yeah. And what a lot of fans don't understand is that oh, KD joined a seventy three win team. No. When KD joined, it was a different team. The people that was part of the 73-win team had to go to make room for KD. Right. That's what a lot of people don't don't and didn't realize. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people like to hate the Warriors and, and Steph in particular, but there's a lot that they just don't understand. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you know, everybody gotta be a fan or, or whatever, and you know, you you don't know jack about basketball if you're not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, uh, uh, don't be so biased. I got you. You, you yeah. know, um, there, there's a lot that you, you don't understand or you don't get because of your own fandom clouding your, your basketball sense if you have any. You know, there's a lot of, you know, things that's misunderstood about them. All right, so now if you were to say one final thing uh, to Warriors fans, it's been a tough, tough season for you guys. What What is a message you want to get out there? Like, Just just wrap this up in a bow. Man, I hate to be a homer. I, I hate to, to, to be a homer. I, I can't stand those types at times. But I would say that, you know, what I'm about to say, they already know. And they're just having fun with the season. You know, we're going to be okay. This is just a gap year. It's an unfortunate you know, I understand why it is the way it is. I mean, you you just didn't want to let KD walk for nothing, and you know, while we're in the hard cap, but we'll be okay. They know they're gonna be okay. I mean, they're they're joking about the season, and that's what a lot of fans from under team other teams hate. They want us to be down about the season, but but we're not. They they want us to, to be miserable like they was for the past five years. And what's really odd is that since we are the last place of the t- uh, last place in the league, people still can't seem to keep the Warriors out of their mouths. That's just that's just really fascinating to me. And you know, we'll, we'll be just fine. You know, you know, the season is the season, and what I'm looking for is how they develop these guys and who's going to be on the roster next year. And I would like to see if Coach Kerr has learned anything throughout the season and what has he learned. So, you know, there's um, things to keep us entertained. Well, there you go. There you have it. Janelle Moore, thank you for joining me. Once again, she's a writer on SB Nation's Golden State of Mind, the host of 3082. You can find her on Twitter at Janelle, J-A-N-N-E-L-L-E-12. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Absolutely. And if you guys want, you can subscribe to The Dime on Apple. I'm also on Spotify, Stitcher, all those podcast platforms. Give the show five stars if you're on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me, Josh Rodriguez, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Next week, I'll be joined by Shane Larson, the game time guru. That should be a good time because he's a jazz fan. And there's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to Utah Jazz right now. So look forward to that. Until next week, I'll catch you around. This is The Dime.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.